All right, here we go again. A um, couple things up front that you need to know. Number one, you're listening to Chunky Glasses, the podcast. Number two, you're listening to episode number 67 of said podcast. Number three, you're listening to what is probably the best episode of said podcast. I say that a lot, and I mean it a lot every time because they keep getting better, damn it. But this one is because uh, we got to sit down with Amelia Meath and Nick Sanborn, uh, a duo otherwise known as Sylvan Esso. Uh, Sylvan Esso came to town and blew up the 930 Club opening for two yards last Friday and Saturday. If you weren't there uh, or didn't watch it on the internet, fear not. Uh, there's going to be a link here, but it is posted up on NPR on All Songs Considered that you can watch it. Uh, and I highly recommend it. It was a jaw-dropping for performance. At any rate, uh, early this year, they put out their debut album. Uh, you could call it electronic music. You could call it a lot of things. I'm going to call it fucking great. Not everybody. Uh, we've discussed the album on the podcast. Not everybody agrees. We're going to talk about that a little bit in the interview. Um, but it really is a, a mixing of electronic elements, uh, sort of DJ stuff. Uh, with Amelia's fairly amazing voice, uh, folk influences and everything. It's just, it, it's a must here. And so uh, maybe you should even stop listening to this right now and then go listen to that and then come back and we'll wait for you. So if you've done that, good. If not, um, we're going to move on. At any rate, got to sit down with them at Mockingbird Hill and Shaw. Thanks to those guys for setting that up. I uh, had a really great conversation, talked about the new album, talked about like what they're doing, what they've done in the past, uh, why they think this is working so well, because it is, um, and really got into a little deeper conversations about uh, how uh, musicians who have been working for a long time see the music they create and, and what's important to that, uh, which is what we talk about a lot, but I think these guys are, are pretty on top of it. Uh, so I'm going to hand it off to them right now and me at Mockingbird Hill and so here we go this is episode number 67 of Chunky Glasses the podcast with Amelia and Nick from Sylvan Esso it happens here and it finishes here two men enter one man nearly two word review just a shit sandwich that right there he is a wonderful power. <laughs> so, so if we can start from there, I like it. Really, it, it was—it's um, just the two of you guys, and, I, and I'm assuming like an Ableton, yeah, like typical stuff like that. And you wouldn't expect that to um, be as mind blowing as it was, but there was not just the music, but like a connection between you guys 
like that you could see, and even over the internet, you could see it, and it just worked, and the crowd, you could tell, was eating it up. Was crowd that, last night was amazing. Yeah. yeah. Was that, like, sort of what pulled you guys together to do this project? Is like, you're just, like, we're looking at each other's work, and we're like, oh, shit, like, this is, this, we're locking in. It wasn't even looking at each other's stuff. I mean, we're just fans of each other. Yeah. Like, the first time I was doing a, the first, like, show, the first time we were on stage together. Yeah. Um... I was just, I was doing a solo set. I had been closing with my remix of Play It Right. Mm-hmm. So she just came on and sang it. And I think from like the minute that song started, we were like, oh. At that point, it got really serious. <laughs> <laughs> it was just super obvious. Or like, it was just time to make that, a band. That was an old Mountain Man or something yeah. doing Mountain Man. And, you know, watching that, you see it all then. But then you put you two together on that and it's like oh fuck that's how that's actually supposed to be and it's I mean, and, and it is it's weird and so it's this energy I think that is through the whole album um, when you, was this did I read correctly this was sort of like a bedroom album when you made it 100% yeah. um, when you were making it were you thinking like we're just going to do this because we like what we're doing or was it a, a larger plan like you you know it's like you know what we want over two yards it's i mean <laughs> it, it just slowly got more and more serious yeah it did and we just wanted to make we just really stuck to the idea of like quality and making mm-hmm. a really good album that's what we wanted to do i think the and more like the not, more we not did. giving ourselves any free passes yeah yeah and the more we did, the more it became like, oh, maybe we should make some plans and like try to do something cool. Yeah. Because yeah. um, at first it was just like we both weren't working for a little while and we're like, this one track worked out, maybe more tracks will work out. Right. And then mm-hmm. it just kind of, you know. Because it, it, it was a single first, then, right? Yeah. It was, was it Play It Right that came out first? Or? Play It Right and Hey Mommy. Yeah. Was the album done then or was it still? Yeah, it was no. just like. Um, oh, thanks. Oh, thank you. Um, Wow, that's some pretty water. (laughs) That's really pretty. When was the first time you, like, took this, like, on the road to tour? Last summer? Yeah, last summer. summer. Probably with Volcano Choir. No, we did a few before that. Did we? Well, I don't know if it's... Tour is a... Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Tour is, like, how many shows in a row constitute the tour? We did, like, four in a row. Yeah, that was the first, like, little tester outer. Yeah, we did, like, two... What was it? Like, two in New York, and then... Or no, was it even... No, it was New York, York. Johnny Brenda's. Yeah. Durham, and then we did a wedding in Wisconsin. Oh, yeah! (laughs) We can talk all about Wisconsin. Yeah. We did, yeah, so... Wedding in Wisconsin. Yeah, so that was our first, like... It felt like tour, because we'd both been off the road for so long at that point. Yeah. But, yeah, Volcano Choir. Coming back through here was the first time we, like, did... You know, more than a week. Right. Um, and that was last fall, so. Yeah, and you guys did the thing with uh, Bandwidth here, I think, then. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. just started to, like, pick up, like, oh, who are these guys? Who are these guys? Because the names are, I mean, Mountain Man and Megaphone. Like, that's, people are like, oh, we know these guys. What are they doing? Outside of that, although it's a, uh, your side project, Band of... Made of Oak. Made of yeah. Oak, Made of Oak, sorry. But it, we both, I mean, we both played in a lot of bands. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm, yeah, I've been we I've been touring for like the last like eleven years, oh, pretty right. much six months a year, <laughs> since I was like twenty. Really? Do you feel this is outside of the the scope of like what you've been doing with those other bands, though? I think I'd say that about every other band too. Yeah. In a in a way, I mean, like every band I've done has been totally different. Um, I was in this band Decibelly at first, which was kind of like an old country thing, and then I played bass in this band 
Headlights, which is like a straight up kind of indie pop thing. Played bass with a love language for a little while. Oh, nice. Playing like a drone improv band. Called Cedar AP. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Um, and then I played bass for Megaphone for a little yeah. while. And those, those all felt really different. Right, right. Does this feel more like this is what you guys are supposed to be doing? Yeah, I mean, yeah. it has it, yeah. Yeah. It? yeah, for right now, definitely. Yeah. Or, like, the more we do it, the, the lovelier it feels. Ooh, crunchy. <laughs> Those corn nuts? <laughs> nice. Corn nuts? All right, corn nut break. Everybody yeah. go in. <laughs> I think that, um, I think for me, I've always felt like I was playing in someone else's band. Mm-hmm. So this is the first time I've really felt like I've really had a, a sense of firm ownership over something I was right. doing. Is that the same for you? I mean, Mountain Man, you felt ownership over Mountain Man, right? Yeah, but it was always... But the difference between two and three is very large. Mm-hmm. They're like the, the ability to influence two is infinitely easier to, than three. Not to mention we don't both do the same thing. Exactly. Yeah, so on that, like, how, how, how do you guys put together the songs? Is it more, like, do you write stuff? Do you write stuff? Is it, like, I have this, like, sick beat that I'm going to put on there? Like, when, you know, or is it a dance move? Like, you like, make something of this. <laughs> there's, uh, yeah, there's no f- real formula. Sometimes it's, like, a little seed of a song mm-hmm. or, like, a little hook. Mm-hmm. Sometimes Nick has, like, a full beat, and I ran over to it. Sometimes or yeah, vice just versa. a yeah. little bit. Yeah, sometimes it's a full song. Like Wolf, you had that whole thing written before yeah. we put any music true. to it. And with, like, Katina, the whole beat was done. Yeah, that's true. But, yeah, it's like there's no... We try to just follow the thing that we like about some little idea. So, right. you know, like, mostly we'll have, like, one little piece that'll lead us to be like, oh, that's cool. How mm-hmm. could... What what would happen on either side of that? What would happen stretching out backwards and stretching out forwards? You know, how could we... Right, right, right. How could we kind of wander around the dark and figure out uh, what the next... What it, what kind of song that, that wants to be yeah. in, you know? Um, a lot of... A lot of deliberation and rehashing and taking things out and putting things back in. Mm-hmm. So is it, could, you're, could you're, I be, you're gonna example, be you're gonna forever. be like tinkering forever or like you're, I'm done with this now on to the next. We're pretty good at being able to be like no 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 it's done stop yeah. it stop it right now and usually one of us reminds mm-hmm. the other it's like and, hey quit it. Yeah, I feel like even when we're in the endless tinkering phase, it's like it's because there's something we don't like about what's happening. Mm-hmm. Right. And then the minute we do like everything, it's immediately like oh oh, the green light goes off totally mm-hmm. done. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. There was never a point where I was like worried about working too much on something. We've watched lots of our friends hurt themselves and their records yeah. by getting too excited about their record and then yeah. spending kind a of year going down the rabbit hole. Yeah, and so much money. So much money. I mean, it all doesn't have to happen like right now. No, yeah, it's so it's a really straight. It's almost a disease. Yeah, well, because I mean, ideally, you guys want to be doing this in whatever, whether it's Silver Nesso, whatever it is, you know, twenty, thirty years from now. Yeah, yeah totally. And people definitely can get caught up in that, like, I gotta make it now, and and just do it and everything now and stuff. And I think there's a line where that's healthy to to where it gets to very destructive. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, for, and we've for, all heard those records. You know, you can hear yeah. when it sounds like a record took too long to make. Oh, yeah. The Chinese democracy <laughs> of the world. And, you know, like... Yeah, dude. Yeah, it taps into people's self-loathing, too, uh-huh. really hard. Yeah, it's it's a... It's a dark scene. Yeah, yeah. it's something where, you know, I think every musician tries to avoid it sure. in different ways. But it's so scary because it's like, it's like a ghost. It's like a grim reaper ghost that creeps up on you because you actually don't notice when it's happening. Really, though, I think it usually happens when there's something you don't like about the nature of the record. Like, I feel like it usually happens... And not all the time, but I'd say maybe 70% of the time it happens when there's when you probably should start from scratch. What about... No, I don't think so. I think there's... I, I think that it's a, that happens with fear. Or, like, fear of having to release the... Like, Willis Allen Ramsey's record, or, like, his second record that he was supposed to put out. He's spent... He's been working on that record for 20 years. Holy shit. Kind of the uh, Fountain City... Disease that Michael Shabin book. Do you guys? You yeah, know yeah. That? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 You know, like Wonder Boys. He wrote this like Wonder Boys. Well, that's like, yeah. yeah. The, the book that he wrote that he ditched and then wrote Wonder Boys in a weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was uh, this twelve hundred page behemoth called? I think it was called Fountain City. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I yeah, love Wonder no, Boys. Exactly. Well, I think two can play in it to it too if you go into it with an expectation like. Thank you. The foodiest podcast ever. Yeah. Tom, bro. <laughs> awesome, thank you. Um, I mean, I think what can play into it maybe too is that having a set idea like it needs to be this instead of just being like, okay, we're creative, we can do this and and putting it together and then being sort of okay with what comes out. I mean, I'll say in the case yeah. of you guys' debut, uh, I'm not necessarily a dancer. <laughs> um, and, I, and I am a fan of... of that music when it works and everything about this everything about it like works for me and and like I've spent hours trying to figure out why and I can't it's just I can identify certain things you guys are doing but it, at the end of the day it sounds like well they just wanted to do this and then seeing you last night like it's all it almost looked like it was it'd be okay if the audience wasn't there you yeah. guys were just like, yeah, we're just going to do this. We'd probably be having almost as much fun. Yeah. We'd be doing more weird stuff. We'd like, be jumping be... up and down the <laughs> I'd be sampling Amelia when she wasn't paying attention a lot more. I'd be, you know, yeah. it'd be a lot more nonsense. But yeah. yeah, pretty much. It's pretty much the same thing. <laughs> if yeah. there's loudspeakers, yeah. like subwoofers, yeah. it's always pretty it's much the same also when you play at the 930 Club, it's like, yeah. it's like your wings have grown back. Like yeah. you were pinioned and then you get your wings back. Yeah, so yeah. it's like, ah! The sound is insane. So That's the man. second time you guys have played there, right? Yeah. yeah. With Volcano Choir was the first time. Yeah. yeah. And tonight will be the third time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally. Tonight in quotation marks. I think we're going at 645. Yeah. How was... Uh, had you guys always planned to do the tour with Tune Yards? How was getting picked up by her? Or was that like, holy shit. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, it, on a logistical level, it was huge. Just because it was like... Yeah. It allowed me to quit my job. And we, yeah. yeah, we needed a, a way of of knowing that we would be in front of more people yeah. at this time. Yeah. Or it's it's pretty much a dream situation that your yeah. record's out and that you have a captive audience. Right. To play your record to. Yeah. A captive audience who like has open ears too. Like Two Nerds fans really do listen listen they, they to music. Really do. So and good. They're, yeah. yeah. And they're excited about weirdos. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind I mean, of just and, like volcano choirs. Well, and there's a de- definitely an analog that you can make between like 
say, uh, Who Kill and Birdbrain and this album, like your album, mm. you know, it sounds like as she is, uh, I mean, her new album is, is, is great. It's, it's a lot more lusher and a little out. And the energy that you guys are putting into this, like, feels like seeing her when she was first starting out. Aww. And it's, because, I mean, we saw her at, uh, there used to be a place in town called the Red Palace. and you could, Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, you know, and so yeah. you fit, like, what, like 50, 75 people? At most, it's yeah. Was that place on, like, the fourth floor? Yeah, and, like, walk up, yeah, right? yeah. And she came out, and this was, like, right before Who Kill came out. Nobody was, people knew her, but not really. Yeah. And there's maybe 40 people there, and blew everybody's fucking mind. And it was just, like, what is going on? I don't even know this. I think the thing about her is that she's just kind of like Isaac Brock. She, and what I mean by that is that she she has a completely unique Mm -hmm. voice, and I just mean her physical voice. I mean like her artistic voice is so completely her. Mm -hmm. Like that isn't anybody else's voice. No, and it's it makes so much sense once you go into her world. Yeah, you know, I I, it's just such a cool thing to watch. Yeah, it's it's a it's a super good pairing. I mean, it, it is. And like I said, it makes sense. The audience is going to get both of you, and hopefully that'll bring you guys a bigger audience who might not have like, got it, and they'll listen to this like, oh, I love this too. This is Yay, awesome. Hopefully. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was, it's been a dream, though. Just like the Volcano Choir thing was such a huge... I mean, like, they took us out when we had a 12-inch single. We had, a, we had yeah. two songs on the internet, and they took us out, oh, so which is amazing. It's a great 12-inch single. I mean, come on, let's, let's <laughs> but I mean, that was, that was, like, that doesn't, you know, that's, when you do band stuff for a long time, that's not something you're, you're used to. Yeah, yeah. I know. Um, and this was kind of the next big one of those yeah. for us, I mm-hmm. feel like. And so you guys are down in, in Durham, Raleigh, right now? Durham. And did you, you both relocated. Was that recently, or has, have you been down there for a while? We've been there for, like, a year. Oh, okay. Yeah. Very Nick, nice. Nick moved from Wisconsin before me. Um, to like just work with Megafon yeah, more, yeah. and I had just got enough tour singing back up with Feist, yeah. and needed a place to need a place to go. Yeah, I was living in Brooklyn, and it's really expensive in Brooklyn. Sure, and sure. I, what is uh, what's the creative scene like down there now? Because I know, I mean, I grew up in like Southwest Virginia, and so we'd go down there. We have lots of people down there, and it seems to be bubbling up a little. It's great. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, there's just tons of super creative, awesome people mm. who are really excited about sharing their ideas with you yeah. and, like, hearing your ideas and, like, helping you yeah. in various different yeah. ways, which is a totally different thing Absolutely. that I was not used to. Yeah, I mean, it just feels like everyone's doing something totally different, mm-hmm. and they all want everything that's happening to succeed. Yeah. So, so it's this great scene even of like. Even if it's a bad idea, sometimes. <laughs> yeah, kind of well, even if it's a bad idea. You have um, to have that. Yeah. I mean, and, and it, it's just great. I mean, like we did, we put out that twelve inch, mm-hmm. and we f- kind of figured we had a release show at this place, the Pinhook, which is this little two hundred okay. ca- capacity like punk club, um, and we kind of figured there'd be like our twenty friends, and then they'd each bring a friend. We like maybe there'll be forty people yeah, yeah, there, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it was like pretty it much was sold out. out. Yeah, with all people we didn't know, and it just—that was like a, a sign of that's totally how I feel about the city. Is that yeah. like, if someone hears about something and it sounds cool, they'll just go. Yeah, which is not the case everywhere, no, you know. So, it, it's a really good, great environment for bands and organizers and cooks mm. and anyone who wants to do Coffee something on their teams. own. Yeah, 
Yeah. You know, it's it's a great place for an entrepreneur or, or a, in any in any field. It just feels yeah. like everybody's really want, because, wants to be because, in on something. Because it's historically been like the research triangle, and now it seems like a creative base is like coming up and stuff. It is. And there's a little bit of that going on in D.C. I mean, D.C. is very much, you know, you work for, you know, an agency. Yeah. And then yeah. at night, but we have a like thriving like house show scene. They were thriving. I mean, you guys with the bandwidth guys, people doing that and creative stuff. And it's, well, DC's uh, always had a great, great punk history. They've had a great punk history. That's true. This is this is a little different though. This is like more like what you're saying. It's everything. Yeah. And some stuff doesn't work, and some stuff does. But it's okay because uh, venues and avenues are opening up for people to create that, and then people who might not necessarily be inclined to do that are like, oh shit, I'm gonna give it a shot. That's cool. Yeah, cool. It, it is very cool. So. You guys just announced a expanded tour. Is that and it's a headlining tour? Yeah. And is that going to be through the U.S. or you guys are going over to yeah. Europe? Yeah, it's through the U.S. and Europe. Yeah. Are you taking anybody along with you? Yeah. Yeah. We we're taking. Uh, <laughs> we didn't confirm our phone. The Midwest. Person. No, no. Okay. There's one. That, one that I. Uh, the, a few dates in the middle we that we can't talk about yet. But the West Coast is this uh, Dana from the Akron family. Okay. Dana Bowie. He's got an, an awesome solo. Uh, solo EP that he's putting out and we mm -hmm. played a couple shows with him the last time we were out west it's dope it's really good pop music <sighs> yeah it's, it's just, just really, really good pop music yeah super refreshing and interesting and then we have Doparo who's our friend Sonia nice she's awesome writes yeah. really interesting songs yeah just really interesting take on pop she, yeah she, I don't know dark Mm -hmm. Dark and cool, and yeah, I'm really excited to see what her. We saw her at South by Southwest once. She had like a big band, and she's going out as a, as a trio, and I'm really excited to see what what that how, looks how like. that gets worked out. Right, yeah. right, right. Well, I mean, you guys show you, you can do it with minimal things, and you know, or have a big band. Do you? I mean, would you see adding to that? Like, say a blowout show. You go back to Wisconsin. Yeah, it's like a homecoming show. <laughs> Is Sylvanessa with some like ten piece backing thing? Would that ever happen? Uh, maybe. I mean, he, here's the thing: is that it's an easy if you're insecure about what you're doing or mm -hmm. feel like so, you need to take a step up. Adding something is always the first reaction that you have. Very true. And that's not always a good a idea. Good idea. No, 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 no. Sometimes it's subtraction by addition. Like, like everyone, you know, the classic thing to say about somebody who uses a laptop on stage is like, "Oh, I wish they would have had a live drummer." But like. I've seen yeah. a lot of laptop gags with live drummers, and it kind of gets boring after about song two. You know, it's also it's like, super yeah. weird. It's like two yeah. condoms. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 so that's not to say like that's not to say that we wouldn't do that. But I think that the record we have right now, this is what we think. This is the perfect way to present the music yeah, yeah. that we have right now. That's not to say we we purposely kind of with the last song or two on the record left the door open stylistically for what the next record would be. We, we wanted it to end on a question mark. And so we don't know what kind of music we're going to make next. I mean, I presume it'll still well, sound like us, but whatever that record is, it might make sense to have... Have more players a, on An upright yeah. bass player. You know, if, I don't know yeah. what it would be. Like If the need presents itself, right. then they'll be there. Right. Or like if we decide we want to... You know, we just did that noisy video well, where that's we what arranged... I wanted, that's what I want to talk about is because... And, and I think this may be why the songs actually work for me because you strip it of a lot of what you were on stage last night and turn it into something else. And so you have these songs there that are just great songs. And it seems like you guys can maybe like mutate them into whatever the hell you want to. 
Songs was kind of the the idea of songs was kind of the focus. Yeah. Too from the beginning. I mean, we wanted to we wanted to write songs. We want to write songs, not tracks. Right. Real songs. Like even with hooks we, and choruses. And, and, yeah, yeah. And, and like that and noisy bridges. thing was fun uh, because I think it allowed us to show that Hey Mommy is actually a song. Yeah. Like if, you, if you would have missed that, which is easy to miss because it's got a bass drop or whatever right, that right, thing right, is. Right, right, right. Yeah. You know, it's, it's cool to show that that's a song. We also did a commission for Duke University in Alverno this past fall. It was me and Amelia and... Uh, Brad and Joe from Megaphone, okay. and Alex from Mountain Man, yeah. and William Tyler, Chris Porterfield. And so we played a, everyone's songs in this kind of all-star band format, and we did Wolf at that show. Yeah. And it was so much fun to just do well, it as a song, you know, like as a band. And like, that song in particular, like that song's going to be beautiful no matter how you play it. You could play that, like when you guys do it, on an acoustic guitar, you could play it as like thrash metal. Like whatever you want to do with it, like it's going gonna, it's gonna to work. Thank you. And, Thanks. And like that's like I guess again the stunning thing about the album is that like all of all of that, you know I think if you're first listening to it and, and you're not a fan of um, electronic music, which you don't want to put it in that thing, but for totally for yeah, the yeah. sake of this conversation, yeah, yeah. it is. Um, it is. Okay. Yeah. You know. Um, you know, you might not get into it right away. I think Hoff, coffee is definitely the hook, but then once you get in there, it's like oh. It's so weird. We didn't think coffee was going to be the song. You know... Yeah. We didn't think coffee <laughs> well, was going to be the from, song if, at I, all. if you're breaking it down from, like, a songwriting perspective, it's like, you look at, like, the folk tradition, you, know, you, guys, you guys pull in, the, like, the hanky-panky verse. And that's, like, adding stuff from, like... And it's, so it could be a folk song. But, yeah. it's, but it's not. And so, like, that resonates with... People might not get... Uh, they'll know the song, first of all, so that's that's a hook right there. But they also know, like, the structure, I think. Yeah. And so it's okay to them to be like... Oh, but there's like weird bass drops and shit. I, but, and then all of a sudden they're comfortable with it and they're you know selling out your fucking show, which is hopefully will happen every day. <laughs> which is I awesome. Mean, yeah, can't complain right now. Um, yeah, I, I mean I think that we both loved the that pop tradition of making songs, yeah. and I think it was something that we've been missing from a lot of pop music. There was a there was a weird moment in like the mid mid late aughts where mm-hmm. a lot of really awesome unique sounds were being made mm-hmm. but there weren't any hooks. Yeah. Or like songs. so yeah, so yeah. you were, or songs but like particularly like no hooks. Yeah. yeah like no, no, no like I, yeah. <laughs> I know and, exactly what you're talking about. I mean and it made for like this really weird it was just like music was really strange for a little while because you would it's, it felt like jumping from like cloudy abyss to cloudy abyss. Yeah, and it made it made it more of an, an aesthetic, purely an aesthetic. Yeah, and, 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 and aesthetic is to, great. It is. It can be, but if you have like years of that, I also I, mean, do, I also don't think it has a lot of longevity. No, nah. I mean, it, you know, Billie Jean is a great song because it's a great song. <laughs> yeah, not because of the bass tone. Right. Well, the bass I mean, tone's the bass dope. Bass tone's don't get me wrong. But, like, if it was a different bass tone, that song wouldn't not be a hit anymore. Right, 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 you know? right, right. Whereas, like, you know, as much as I love the Harlem Shake, you can't mm-hmm. sit down and play it on a piano, you know? Like, no. 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 Yeah. And, and if that if that pitched-down sample wasn't in it, like, would it be the same thing? You know, right. I, I don't know. Um, so it's, it's just a different... It's just a different... Approach, I think. Yeah, we, we were interested in, in trying to do something that songs. did did that again. I mean, because I mean, let's be clear: there is a lot of stuff that actually does sound similar to what you guys are doing. Mm-hmm. You know, there, there's if you take out the songs, then it's like, oh, well, this is 
a thing, and uh, that's what elevates it. I think uh, I forget who interviewed uh, reviewed it for NPR, but said finding like the man in the machine. I think that's sort of a, a wincy. Like, it can be a wincy when I heard it. It's like oh, but it's true. I mean, it humanizes it where other stuff is just like I'm going to go out and like dance my ass off and I'm not going to really think about it and this you're going to like oh the, the humanizes is something that we yeah. were both really excited about yeah. yeah I mean I think especially I mean Mountain Man especially I feel like is an incredibly human band yeah oh absolutely it's really important it's really it's super easy for people to decide to not talk about their humanity when they're trying when they're fighting tooth and nail to mm-hmm. be lifted above humanity yeah they like to have their art lifted above humanity yeah. and that's I see how you get to that. Yeah. But at the same time, like, the whole reason why you're making art is trying to talk about being a human. Exactly. So, like, yeah. if you... It's super easy to lose that. Absolutely. But it, and it also, like, if you remain grounded in that, I feel that it resonates with people of many different walks of life. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that that's that's the key. Uh, I think, I mean, yeah, like, honesty and humanness is, like, the thing that draws me to most to the music that I love. Yeah. Because you can have like an insane singer, an insane guitar player, or whatever. But if it doesn't, it doesn't latch into something like in you. Oh yeah, then it doesn't matter. It doesn't. It doesn't. Then it's matter. just yeah, yeah. It really doesn't. You know, you could yeah. say like, oh wow, that tone is really fascinating. Yeah. But like, it doesn't. You don't feel anything. Yeah. And if you don't feel anything, then. Yeah. What you yeah. doing? You know, it's like it would be like making friends with someone who like you're not interested in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's there to help, Bob. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's like Bob's just hanging out, not talking. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, this is my friend Bob. By the way, that should be the name of your second album. Bob's just, just hanging, hanging out, out, not, not talking. talking. You can dedicate it to my buddy Bob. My best yeah. friend's name is Bob. Yeah. <laughs> Bob's just hanging out, not talking. Directing our next video. Well, I think uh, we have a coffee tasting for you guys to get to, unless you wanted to talk about anything else. No. Uh, I feel good. Do you feel like you, you got, got what, what you, you needed? Need? I, I don't... I don't I'm not trying to get anything, really. <laughs> it's giving you guys a chance to talk. I, actually, I, I will bring up something. I was trying to figure out if I was going to bring it up. Could edit it out. Because I think it's about your mom. Is this okay? My mom? I think it's about your mom. Oh, no. Has she been tweeting at you? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the thing. Damn it. Everything, we, <laughs> everything we've been talking about, like, people do experience music in different ways. Yes. And so w- one part of our podcast is where we review albums. Uh-huh. One person in the room did not latch onto your album. That's okay. Yeah. Not, I mean, it's, it's fine. It's great. Like, plus a million for your mom, <laughs> your mom for listening to the podcast. But then oh, late at night. What happened? Did she troll? Did your mom troll? Did my mom troll? Your mom is trolling podcasters she, now, babe. She, she said she wanted to slap me. No. No, which was fine, but I didn't I didn't understand what was going on. It was like right before getting in bed. And then Whoa. I said I said, What is this in reference to? And she's like, You know. And I was like, Oh crap, let me look this up. And I said, Is this about Hold on, we're, we're getting to the bottom of this right now. But <laughs> But the point in bringing it up, I, I just wanted you to tell your mom that like, sorry if we offended her <laughs> and love the record. Wait, was this Yes. Oh my god! <laughs> There's gonna be a great phone call. Oh. <laughs> she is gonna love me. So it was it was really a moment of of just being like, 
oh, I feel so bad now. Like, this is somebody's mom is like... Don't you feel don't bad. And that person bad. is more than welcome to hate our record. That's okay. great. I'm yeah. down with them. No, it's record. very good. And it's also, not for everybody. Mom, yeah, like, mom just needs to take a chill pill. <laughs> <laughs> parents, man, they get so protected. My parents are so involved on the internet. But that's amazing. I've had to tell... I mean, I've, I, I've warned my family. My parents aren't as internet savvy as her parents, but I've, I've warned them, like, don't ever read the comments. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. Like, don't, don't, don't. Just don't do yeah. it. Yeah. 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 I don't even know if they do. I hope they don't. Well, we wouldn't know because we don't look at the comments. <laughs> we wouldn't know. <laughs> we don't read reviews and we, we don't look at the comments. <laughs> and that's good. You shouldn't. I yeah, mean, yeah, it's yeah, like, no, yeah. I mean, you guys have a, a clear vision of it, so... Yeah. I mean, it, I, I it's not selfish to say, like, I'm not really concerned about what you think right now because we're doing our thing. Yeah. I'm sorry I'm, my mom said she wanted to Oh, no, no, absolutely you. not. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry yes. that, like, we actually put out something that made her say it. Was, like, we were sitting there, uh, is, uh, my lady, like, Daria, and I were like, should we send her flowers? Like, oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> like, oh, my if God. If all it was was someone expressing their opinion about not liking yeah. your record on your podcast, that's great. Yeah. 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 Well, he really didn't like it, so maybe that was the thing. Really, that's that's dude, even better, I think dude. People, I think it. some people have this reaction to the album where they really don't they like really it. They really get yeah. mad at us about it. Yeah, it's we've heard cool. we've heard about a handful of really mean spirited. Yeah, like people. <laughs> yeah, it, you know I think like I think we might be one of those bands that like that's people great, though. indifference is the reaction you hate. don't want. It, yeah. it really it wasn't actually yeah, totally. it wasn't even actually it was it wasn't mean spirited. He just like likes a certain thing. Yeah, yeah, and totally. so it was just like okay, and he gets a little hot under the collar. Like you should have seen him talk about Future Islands, which was like <laughs> he like really was oh, not feeling that. Oh man, he was not feeling that. But it, is it was he? Okay. I mean, like. But yeah, cool. Yeah, that's does great. he like bad music? What does Sometimes. he like? <laughs> uh, he used to play in a band around here, so like he's he's coming out for a musician. He's also coming out. He's Is it Guy Pichetto? Huh? No. <laughs> no, it's Ian. He used to play in this band around here. They were called uh, Fugazi. Yeah, yeah, I'm not yeah, sure how you like say that. it. Yeah. Um, no. Uh, <laughs> although that would be amazing. <laughs> yeah. We're just gonna have him on every time. Like, come on, let's. How do you also, feel about that now Guy like later in life just really getting hot under the collar about like some like <laughs> moving away. From the super posy guy and being like, "This is terrible." <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I'm glad I'm glad that we got that out. Oh, I'm so I, sorry. I was that actually that worried happened. coming up here. I was like, "Should I say something about it?" I oh don't know my gosh, I... you, did, you don't you even? And it's also like, yeah. just don't a weird. I mean, how tough has it got to be to be a parent though? Uh, now, it'd be period. It, like being it, a parent, having your like 12 year old have an Instagram account, it has to be crazy. Thank you so much. And then, but then on top of that, like. This kind of situation is wild. Yeah. Because you're watching all these people either love or hate what your kid did. Yeah, yeah. I mean... Which is got to be so kind of, intense. Yeah, which also was just hooking to love or hate you. Yeah. It's, it's got to be... I don't even know what it must yeah, be. Yeah, I, I don't know. Right. Well, oh, I'm sorry. I, I think, I'm sorry. No, <laughs> I think that's about it. Okay. Uh, so thank you guys so much. That's really uh, And, uh, yeah... Have a great show tonight, and then we will uh, hopefully be back soon. Tell your buddy we're glad he had a strong reaction. Yeah, I will. <laughs> I will. It's a reminder. Don't wear no suit. We're talking t shirts. See how he glides. Makes women shiver. Uh, 
All right, there you go. Uh, so that was that was great, right? I mean, it it was, in fact, it was great. It was objectively great, right? I told you it would be, and it was. Uh, also great uh, are, are Nick and Amelia, Amelia and Nick, um, two of the most lovely, genuine, down to earth people you would ever care to uh, sit down and talk with. Uh, so thank them very much uh, for taking the time. Uh, sit down with us. I think Mockingbird Hill for uh, giving us the space to sit down with them. Uh, I th- they just announced Sylvanesser just amount- announced a an expanded tour through the U.S. They're going to go to Europe as well. Uh, they will be back here. I see them on all those dates. Uh, just follow them around. Uh, but if you're not going to do that and you're in D.C., see them back here. I think it's nine thirteen at the Rockin' Hotel. Uh, do them a favor, people. Sell that shit out for them because. You aren't going to see a better show. Watch the video from the 930 Club. Have your mind blown. Then buy your ticket. Uh, We will be there. Uh, Hopefully you will be there. So Vanessa will definitely be there. Uh, It's going to be great. So, again, thanks to everybody. Um, That is our podcast for this week. uh, Our podcasts for this week. Coming up uh, next week, we are going to have, see, we got, what do we got in the pipe? Uh, Mother Falcon just left here. So that's coming down some at some point. Uh, PJ Sykes, uh, semi-famous, maybe famous, I don't know, uh, concert photographer, uh, member of the band Hoax Hunters. Uh, that's going to be coming down the pipe. Uh, we're going to talk with the band Avers at some point. Uh, still Alex from Paper House. We're still trying to get tears out. Um, yeah, so lots of good stuff. Uh, so as always, thank you guys for listening. Uh, you can subscribe to us on iTunes. You can listen to us on Stitcher. Uh, or you can just listen to us on the site, whatever you want to do. Uh, that's it. And then is episode number 67 of the podcast. Uh, we will talk to you next week. Bye.